This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. AMI Plus has officially launched. The streaming service offers a wide range of AMI's original content, all for the low, low price of free $99. (laughs) No, just free. Just straight up free. Virginia Valletta is the director of digital content at AMI, and Virginia is in studio right next to me. Hey, good morning, Virginia. Good morning, Dave. So, Virginia, let's just start with the scale of this operation. How much work was this for you and your team? What was sort of the timeline here? We started talking about this, I would say, about 18 months ago. Just what what was our strategy? We know that you know, our, our audience are avid consumers of content on all platforms, and we knew that we wanted to sort of change up how we were presenting our content online. We had the, the websites performing well, very popular, um, but we wanted to take a different approach. We wanted to go fully multi-platform. Mm. We wanted to be more con- content-centric. Um, so that's when we started to talk about what do we need to do, how do we need to put the tools in place to do that, um, and actually started developing AMI Plus a year ago. So it's been a year of you know, concentrated activity, a lot of design, a lot of development, mm. a lot of testing. Um, but it's been a fabulous um, project. We're really, really happy with the result, and we're, we're looking forward to sort of moving forward with, with more platforms. Yeah, I loved the website, but it could sometimes be difficult to actually get to the content, right? The website was awesome. It was really easy to use, but it was sometimes difficult to get exactly where you wanted to go. What's so cool about AMI Plus is that all the work that you and your colleagues put in on the design front clearly shows. It's like super sleek, it's super user friendly, Mm -hmm. but it's also very, very accessible and inclusive. What's the balance that you and your team struck there to maybe counter that narrative of, oh, if something's gonna be accessible, that it's gonna be ugly. How how did you you guys battle that one? We get that a lot. That's a really, really interesting discussion around, you know, the the technical accessibility and and making something beautiful as well. Um, What we we did, we we always build an accessibility to everything we do. Mm naturally. Um, but what we did was we we looked at all of the platforms that are out there, you know, the, the Netflixes, the Disney Pluses, the Amazons, um, which, you know, we all use. Uh, we're all familiar with them. It's, it's, all, it's become an intuitive experience. So we took those platforms, you know, not, not wanting to duplicate them, but looked at the best practices that they had deployed, because they've been in the market for years. They've, they've made enhancements. They kind of know what they're doing. Um, so we looked at the best practices from those platforms and, and um, leveraged them on AMI Plus and the design. Uh, we worked with a designer, Ryan, um, who's our UX designer, uh, working with Arslan, who's our lead developer. Mm-hmm. Um, so he developed a, or they developed a, a design for the, the platform that, that, you know, preserved the accessibility, but also made it a beautiful, intuitive and, and really joyful experience, we think, uh, to be able to, to navigate and watch our content. I saw Arslan in the office a couple of weeks ago, and it looked like uh, maybe you'd had him in a hole there for a couple of months uh, deep in the programming because uh, he was looking a little blurry-eyed. And I was like, Arslan, what brings you to the office today? Human contact. Human yes. contact brings me to the office today. That's the life of a developer. <laughs> That's the life of a developer through and through. But, you know, Virginia, this wasn't just a situation where you and your colleagues did this excellent job, create this cool website. You 
put this out to the public for some beta testing. In fact, I read a bunch of hot sheets encouraging people yes. to go do some of that beta testing. What came out of that? What came out of some, some of the user trials? Um, and thank you for, for doing that, Dave. Um, what we what we wanted to do is is add another layer to the, the testing that, again, we always do. Um, we do, you know, technical testing with a company called Fable, who are professional accessibility testers, who help us with the technical and the, you know, the user experience side of it. But we wanted to add and, and give the opportunity to our, our community to look at the site, you know, ahead of time, sort of have premium access to it, Tell us what you think. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us what we could improve, um, and be transparent about it. Um, so you know, we've we've uh, responded back to people to let them know that we've we've heard what they've said and we're we're adjusting. Um, we're also sharing those bug fixes on our AMI newsletter. If you're not a subscriber, please sign up, um, so that we're fully transparent and and you know people get the or our our audience gets the idea that um, that we're we're working with you to improve mm. this site. We're not just, here it is, it's done, we're not gonna touch it again. We're gonna continually improve it and iterate it. How do you approach that living organism side of this? Because you're right, it's not just a launching and then a beta test and then a relaunching. It, this lives, you're always adding new content, you're looking for new features. How does the organism evolve, the digital organism, if the you digital will? digital organism, <laughs> that's a really good way of putting it. Uh, but that's, that's, the, that's the really cool thing about it, though. You put something out there and then you listen to, um, to feedback coming in. In fact, some of the feedback we heard from the beta testers when we, we reached out to them and asked them to you know, tell us more about what, what you've said, they really loved it. They, uh, we had a couple of responses that no one ever does this. No one ever responds to, some, to me saying there's an accessibility issue with mm. your site. Um, so that was, that was kind of, um, it was interesting to hear and, and, and you know, I'm, I'm ashamed that, that more companies don't do that, um, but there it is. Um, but it was it was interesting to get that extra layer of um, feedback that is you know unvarnished. We wanted to make sure that we were getting you know if it was positive feedback that's great. But if it was you could do better about this, that was mm -hmm. also fabulous, and that helps us improve con you know continually. I know when the AMI.ca website got relaunched a couple of years ago, there was a lot of great accessibility preferences built into the website. What are some of the preferences available to a user on AMI Plus? We have preserved those great accessibility preferences. They are available on AMI Plus as well. So you're able to change your font type, your font size, contrast. You're able to change the, um, the, 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 the appearance of buttons. Um, so you're really able to customize to your personal needs. And the other thing we've introduced with AMI Plus is the idea of a, of a sign-in. Um, again, this is free. Um, you do not have to pay for the, for the site, but you have the opportunity to sign in and create a profile. Mm. And that profile will preserve your accessibility settings and your favorites, if you have favorite content. Um, that, will, that will save all of those settings across multiple browsers. Here's where I ask you uh, a question based in my Luddite-ism, but my experience as someone who peruses the web and tries to put web accessibility preferences into various apps and sites. Mm -hmm. I tried to pay my phone bill this morning on the app, and let's just say, Virginia, it did not appreciate that I wanted a bigger font size, and it became a hunt and peck game for me to actually pay my phone bill. So here's my question to you, knowing that maybe this might get a little too deep into the weeds, mm -hmm. how difficult is it to build a, a website or a web-based platform that has that flexibility where changing the font size or the font type doesn't send it into utter disarray? 
It's it's an art, um, and I and I cannot speak to the technical side of it. That's that's why. Yeah, please you know, don't. I'll I, start drooling. I, I My work. eyes will gloss over, and I'll start drooling. <laughs> I, I work with a, with very talented <laughs> designers and developers who who know how to do that, but but they spend a lot of time understanding. Um, you know, the, responsi the, the responsiveness of different devices. So we uh, we test for different devices to make sure um, that the the font size, the um, the positioning of, of of items on the page actually works when you switch to a different device. Mm -hmm. um, it is definitely an art to be able to do it, but it is something that we we pay a lot of attention to because we know that our again our users use a, a wide variety of devices. Um, so we don't want to you know to um, isolate anyone who's who's using a you know say a tablet or a mobile uh, or a desktop we want to make sure that the that the site works with all of those platforms so this is also important right this is not necessarily asking somebody to download an app it's literally going to amiplus.ca amiplus.ca plus is spelled out p l u s see i'm good at that i can do the spelling amiplus.ca <laughs> what's the compatibility and advantage of being sort of a web based platform like that uh, yeah, we we made the decision to go with web first because it was it was um, a way to get to market fairly quickly, and we know that um, our 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 community really likes their web browsers. Um, they love mobile as well. Mobile is 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 up there as well. They're kind of tied for mm -hmm. for first. Mm -hmm. um, so we wanted to go with web first. We will be moving on to reskinning and redesigning our mobile apps. Um, so stay tuned for that. Okay. Uh, but we wanted to get to um, the, the website first to get it out there and really uh, launch the the product line. I, I refer to it as the product line of, of AMI Plus. Uh, but we will be moving on to different platforms and expanding that product line across different devices. And Virginia, this is maybe a reiteration of what you were mentioning before, but the service itself is free. There are some possibilities of creating accounts or login information. So maybe just go over a little bit about that side of it, the, both the importance of making this content free, but also what might be available to somebody if they do want to create an account that still remains free. Of course, yeah, the, the service is completely free. Um, that was that was never in, in question. Um, we don't want any barriers to anyone being able to um, to experience and and you know really enjoy our content. So we do not charge for any of any of this, and we don't plan to. Um, the idea of, of creating profiles was again to really start to create a personalized experience. So it's not generic. Um, you can you can create and and set your own personal settings um, for you know, accessibility, and, and we're thinking of some other. Um, uh, settings that we can add in there. We don't want to make it, you know, we don't want to overload it. Mm. We don't want to make it too complicated because that's the other um, side of accessibility. If you add too many features in there, you by nature make it less accessible or less usable. Mm. Um, so the idea of, of the profiles, again, totally free uh, and you don't have to set up a profile, but if you choose to set up a profile, enter your uh, and your email address, your, your name, you can save your, pre your accessibility preferences and your favorite content. Cool, very cool. Hey, Virginia, thank you for this. Thanks for taking a little bit of time to unpack AMI Plus, and thank you for the 18 months of work from you and your colleagues to welcome. create this cool new platform. <laughs> Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's Virginia Valletta, Director of Digital Content at AMI. AMI Plus is available online. Just punch into your bar, amiplus.ca. Plus is spelt P-L-U-S, so amiplus.ca to get your hands, eyes, and ears on AMI+. Plus. In 60 seconds, Alex Smythe has the weather story of the day, but first, here is Canadian press reporter Karen Rebo with your Morning Business Minute.
Strength in the utilities, telecommunications and financial sectors helped lift Canada's main stock index nearly 1% higher yesterday. Toronto's TSX index gained 162 points to close at 19,663. New York's Dow Jones average rose 65 points and the Nasdaq added 96. In Tokyo this morning, the Nikkei index surged 558 points and our dollar is trading a little higher at 73.59 cents U.S. As 4,300 Canadian auto workers prepared to vote this weekend on a historic tentative contract reached with GM, America's United Auto Workers Union is revving up its nearly month-old strike against the Detroit Three. 8,700 members went on strike against the largest and most profitable Ford plant in the world, the Kentucky truck plant in Louisville. Ford called the strike expansion grossly irresponsible. From the Canadian Press Business Desk, I'm Karen Rebeau. Today's weather story focuses on Super Typhoon Bolivin. It is currently off the coast of Asia, but will start to make its way eastward to North America. While Canada will not be hit with typhoon-like conditions in any way, this system will still have an impact on the weather across the country. Due to the system's power, it will actually alter the jet stream and lead to both above and below seasonal conditions. In BC, the system will bring warm and a warm and dry spell in the region, so there's going to be above average temperatures. It will make for quite a pleasant mid-October stretch. Moving eastward, however, the impact is going to be a bit more on the negative side because the jet stream is going to dip, resulting in below seasonal conditions in places like Manitoba, Ontario, and Quebec. Temperatures could be nearly 10 degrees below average, and there is a chance of the first snowfall of the season in parts of that region. As we make our way to the east coast, it may result in more rain and wet weather. The system will begin to take shape late next week and could linger in the region until Halloween. So that's it for the weather. Coming up next, DJ Demers dropped a new comedy special called Genetic Material. Comedian Nick Thielen shares his review. You're watching now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Juita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.